Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. It's Thursday, May 28th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are drafting our own social media executive order that basically says, be truthful. Yeah, just go back to lying in real life, okay? <laughs> the internet could be a good place if you guys would just tell the damn truth. On today's show, what's next for theme parks and sports, then some headlines. But first, the latest. And Dragon SpaceX, unfortunately, um... We are not going to launch today. You are go for 5.100 launch scrub. 5.100, it was a good effort by the team. Wow. All right. So that was a clip from NASA's live stream yesterday from a now rescheduled launch. If weather provides, they'll be lifting off this Saturday, May 30th. But in other news, the U.S. has now officially surpassed 100,000 deaths from the coronavirus, according to multiple tallies, a toll that is hard to even conceive of and is the highest in the world. As the country reopens, there appears to be a kind of patchwork picture emerging of where cases are rising and falling. While much of the country is remaining steady or seeing decreases, about a dozen or more states are seeing an uptick. Right. So broadly across the country, as far as we know currently, those case numbers and deaths are trending downward. And in places like New York, which was an epicenter for weeks and made up a lot of those totals, the daily death toll is significantly lower and at levels not seen since March, which is excellent news, of course. But meanwhile, there are still other areas throughout the country where cases are on the rise. And that includes California, which has now become the fourth state in the country with at least 100,000 confirmed cases. The other three that hit that milestone are Illinois, New York, and New Jersey. And even in a state like California that is moving more cautiously than many other states, there are still some within the state who think that even more trepidation is necessary right now. Mm -hmm. Dr. Sarah Cody, the health officer for Santa Clara County, who spearheaded the first shelter-in-place order in the country in Northern California, expressed concern about the speed of reopening on Wednesday, particularly the authorization of religious gatherings of up to 100 people in parts of the state. Yeah, and among the states that reopened faster, what do we know about the numbers there? Yeah, so cases are up in places like Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. For some of those, the graphs right now look a lot more like spikes than others. And other states like Arkansas, North Dakota, and Oklahoma, which never had full-on stay-at-home orders to begin with, they're also seeing their cases increase in recent days. But we're in this kind of uncertain moment, given the information that we currently have, because some of these upticks could be due to this reopening. Some of it could be due to testing increases as well. Then there are issues with the actual testing in some of these states that remain, as well as like the data collation and distribution. So the picture is certainly murky at this point. And given what we know about the virus, it's possible that it becomes clearer with time. But mm -hmm. still, the World Health Organization and many public health officials continue to say what they've been saying for a long time, that places could be at risk of increasing rates of these COVID-19 infections if they relax social distancing measures too soon. All right. So one of the other places with increasing cases is North Carolina, which just so happens to also be holding the Republican National Convention in August. Trump seems unhappy about this. So what's going on and what do we make of it? 
Yeah, unhappy is right. And this has become another big pet project of President Trump's Twitter feed in the last couple of days. He said that he wants a guarantee that the event, which is currently scheduled for August, can be held at full capacity and said that the Democratic governor in North Carolina, Roy Cooper, was in a, quote, shutdown mood. I mean... Sure, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So obviously there's, you know, the naked political angle in all of this. Trump is up for reelection this year. North Carolina is a critical state. And he has had this playbook for quite some time of picking fights with Democrats that are leading states that are important to keeping him in office. Mm -hmm. And Governor Cooper is also up for reelection this year. And unlike Trump, has some rightful concern about tens of thousands of people suddenly converging on a city in just a few short months. At North Carolina's current stage of reopening, they're limiting indoor gas gatherings to 10 people, which is not a full convention. (laughs) Not at all. And then into the phrase step Georgia and Florida, both led by Republican governors who offered to host the convention instead if North Carolina somehow doesn't. But is a massive multi-million dollar event that is contractually supposed to be held in Charlotte going to suddenly relocate in a short window before it happens? Unclear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, this is tied up in contracts. We'll see. And privately, according to reports, I mean, the RNC is talking to North Carolina's governor about how to pull something like this off safely. And even they are thinking about contingency plans for an event that likely, if it happened in person, would end up being pared down. And beyond these Republican governors trying to suck up to Trump, they're also recognizing that a convention is a big money boost for their states, at least in the short term. That's part of the reason why Florida's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, said that he would be happy to host the DNC, too. Look, I mean, take that with what you will, but I don't trust this man's intentions necessarily here. Um, But speaking of Florida and large events, Akilah, this state appears to be riding on an ounce of hope that reopening major attractions won't just create super spreader events. Can you talk about some of the reopening announcements we got yesterday? For sure. All right. So the first one is major. Walt Disney World Resort in Florida is reportedly reopening in July. The plan would have Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opening on the 11th with Hollywood Studios and Epcot on the 15th. But just because they're reopening doesn't mean there will be a return to the sweaty four-hour line for Rise of the Resistance again, okay? So instead, there's going to be lowered capacity at the parks, no parades or fireworks since those tend to cause crowding, a mandatory mask rule, temperature checks at the gates, more cashless options to encourage contactless payments, and way, way, way more hand sanitizing stations. Personally, I'm not interested unless they wipe down the whole ride every time, including the gears and the talking presidents, but I get why Disney wants this. Their parks make up 37% of the company's overall revenue, which is tens of billions of dollars. Right. Some people were looking at their wallets for sure uh, while we were all inside. And there's also some Disney news involving the NBA, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So the NBA may be finally making its 2019-2020 season return at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex near Disney World. This July is also the date for that. At least they are in talks with Disney about it, but, you know, everything is up in the air. Uh, This comes after the season suspension back in March after players tested positive for the virus. The idea is to limit travel, do testing, and create a sort of bubble around the teams so that they don't get infected. Also, it's very unlikely that there will be fans. But here's what else we know. There are a lot of contingencies in the plan, one of the biggest being that many international NBA players are overseas and there are still travel bans in effect. So getting the players physically to these hotels and arenas and maybe quarantining them, who knows, is going to be really important. And what the actual league play will look like is still up for debate. I mean, can they pick up where they left off? Will this be considered postseason or will it be a modified postseason playoff scenario in which teams from the same conference end up competing for the championship? It's not a popular idea, but... 
We're not living in popular times. <laughs> but this is important to pay attention to because what's decided here may help determine what other sports leagues do nationwide and worldwide. Another experiment is happening. Uh, the National Women's Soccer League has announced a 25-game tournament in Salt Lake City in late June, but players have the option to opt out, so I guess we'll just keep you posted. Yeah, I don't know how you create a bubble when Disney World is also opening around the same yeah. time. I have many remaining questions. But finally, let's get to some updates from around the world. Yeah, so leaders in the EU have proposed a giant relief package, about $2 trillion over the next several years. It's a mix of grants and loans that would go to economic recovery efforts in affected countries. It still has to be approved, but it's a big step because it would be a massive centralized effort that would knit together the finances of all the countries in the EU. And this comes as the strength of the European Union has been tested in recent years. You know, we know about Brexit and all those other nationalist movements. Right. But if passed, it'd be a pretty big show of unity, I think. But we've already got some of the wealthier countries in Northern Europe, like Austria, Denmark, and Sweden, questioning the plan because they're worried about taking on debt to support countries in the South, like Spain and Italy. The virus hit those countries especially hard, and recovery will also be hard because they rely very heavily on tourism, which isn't likely to bounce back anytime soon. Germany and France have said that allowing some countries to recover faster than others would hurt the entire union. They appear to be backing the plan, but the proposal requires unanimous approval, so we'll likely see a lot of negotiations around this in the coming weeks. But that's the latest for now. It's Thursday, Wad Squad, and you know what? We're checking in. So <laughs> Adidas started selling cloth face masks earlier in the week. A three-pack goes for $15, and the masks, which are black with an Adidas logo on the side, sold out in minutes and were promptly available on eBay for almost $100. Mm. Adidas has since restocked on their website, so Giddy, are you ready for the hype beast mask market? I'm not ready for any sort of, like swift fun monetizing of this <laughs> pandemic in any way i mean look if you need if you need to get a mask and this is an option for you by all means i would really want you to get the mask instead of not getting it to keep yourself safe and others safe but yeah, yeah i mean you know we're we're venturing into territory where there's going to be normcore new balance masks i think and... there are normcore masks they're like the blue ones that are like paper <laughs> or whatever like the ones you would get in the waiting room if you had a cough in regular times those are ones that I sometimes use on occasion, so I'm, I'm proud to be Normcore. But how long would you wait in a line for, let's say, a big Supreme mass drop? Another yeah, like you big mean like a, a digital line? Well, zero minutes because I'm not a hype beast. I, I like the idea <laughs> of it, but I think Supreme is such a joke. <laughs> like I think that spending thousands of dollars on what is essentially like a weekender bag and like a T-shirt with a logo doesn't make a lot of sense. I also think like there are a lot of cool, smaller businesses making masks and they're like way more creative and cool. So I've been into that. I mean, some of them are kind of pricey. So really, I'm just relying on the ones that I have. I got the Cricket masks, go to our store. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see me ever waiting for a drop for anything ever again. <laughs> I, I think I think that's sensible and I agree with it. I also think that this is a moment that, you know, Bape could make some sort of comeback with their zip-up hoodie things that they had, where it was like the shark, you know, and you oh, zip that's it right. up. Yeah, and... I remember that. That's right. It'd just be like an undershirt, like a, a turtleneck that comes up over your face. Yeah. You know, then you have like a cool 
uh, look to your whole vibe. You're also, you know, covering your your mouth and nose. Just a suggestion yeah. for the Bape listeners out there. Yeah, Bape, if you guys are trying to like do some more drops, we got some ideas for you, and we will take ten percent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that this is all great news. And uh, you know what? We checked our temperatures. We're feeling cool. Hope you are too. And we will check back in again tomorrow. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The mayor of Minneapolis called for the officer who killed George Floyd to face charges on Wednesday. Mayor Jacob Fry joins a sea of politicians, activists, and celebrities who rightfully are unsatisfied with the officer's mere firing. Floyd's family has also said in interviews that they want to see the officer arrested for murder. Now, these statements follow demonstrations in Minneapolis on Tuesday night, where hundreds of protesters gathered at the intersection where Floyd was killed, many wearing face masks and holding signs printed with Floyd's last words, I can't breathe. Police in riot gear responded with tear gas and foam projectiles. Right now, the FBI and a separate agency have been called in to investigate the officers who were involved. Oh man, so you're saying if they uh, showed up without face masks and their rifles, the police might have been nicer. Hmm. (laughs) Putting it out there. 
putting it out there. All right. Well, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo declared on Wednesday that Hong Kong is no longer autonomous from China. The move is a response to a law passed last year that requires the U.S. to annually verify that the territory is autonomous. Ironically, that law was passed by Congress and signed by Trump to support pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong. Now, with the pandemic causing tensions between the U.S. and China to rise, Pompeo's decision could allow Trump to move forward with other actions against China, like higher tariffs and visa restrictions. Many analysts say those actions would hurt people in Hong Kong more than China and could be bad news for a lot of American businesses. Pompeo's announcement comes after protesters in Hong Kong took to the streets to demonstrate against China's controversial new security law. Virginia Delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy launched her gubernatorial campaign on Wednesday, running to succeed current Governor Ralph Northam in 2021 and become the first black woman governor in America. On the Democratic side, she will be competing for the nomination against at least one guy accused of sexual assault and another guy who had to apologize for doing college blackface. On the Republican side, who knows? Probably some sons of the Confederacy and a former video game streamer who got deplatformed for using slurs. True. Foy is a defense lawyer who headed up Virginia's effort to ratify the federal Equal Rights Amendment. The first time she ran for office, she knocked on thousands of doors while pregnant with twins. She might be relieved that this time around, there probably will be less doors. True. Noted social media graveyard Facebook knew that its product made people hate each other, but they made the conscious decision not to fix it. That's according to a new report from the Wall Street Journal, which described a 2018 internal presentation on the tendency of Facebook's algorithm to, quote, exploit the human brain's attraction to divisiveness. Apparently, Facebook is programmed to promote posts from super sharers who are extremely active on Facebook. These are generally the same posters who push hyper-partisan content. One pitch was to cut back on that boost to restore some sanity to the site, but the idea was dramatically scaled back by CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who asked execs not to bring him proposals like that again. A separate 2016 internal presentation showed that, quote, 64% of all extremist group joins on Facebook are due to the site's recommendation tools. If they just stuck to what they are good at, the poke function, and suggesting I friend request people from my mom's book club, this never would have happened. Bad news all around. Mom's book club is good news, though. <laughs> and those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, buy our new inbox Supreme Mass on eBay, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just trippy AF phrases on blacklight posters <laughs> like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and beware, beware of the, of the social, social media, media graveyard, graveyard Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> it's a terrible place. You don't want to go there. You're, it's just death. You're surrounded by <laughs> death and destruction. Stay out. I'll vote for anyone who cancels Facebook. <laughs> Concur. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. 
I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.